0: This is merging the head and the heart where you can expect honest, unedited conversations that cut through the shoulds and formulas of running a business. We share what it looks like when we honor our intuition and trust our own pathway forward. And we get real about the messy, mundane, and magical. I'm Phoenix, a business strategist and intuitive guide I support healers, coaches, and visionary women to create soulful and sustainable businesses.
1: I'm Anya, a facilitator and leadership mentor. I collaborate with emerging and evolving leaders as they catalyze their big visions and amplify their impact.
0: Hello and welcome. Today, we're gonna talk about perfectionism perfectionism
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we wanted to talk about this potent topic because for me perfectionism has been something that I have danced with and struggled with and navigated for really as long as I can remember Mm. and it's something that I see so many of my clients and community also Navigating in their own lives and in their work, and I think it really can hold us back if we're not
0: paying attention to it Mm, Definitely Yeah, so we're gonna explore this juicy topic and how it manifests for Anya and I um, And then what's beneath these tendencies? So we'll go a little bit deeper to peel back those layers Um, How it can hold us back in our work, in our life. How it can actually serve us. If it can. If it can. You know, we'll sort of explore that. And then finally, some different ways to shift our relationship with perfectionism. And what's worked for both Anya and I. And there hopefully are some takeaways that you can bring into your own work. Yes. Yeah. So we'll just start by just... Um, developing a frame for perfectionism. What does that really mean? What are the nuances and um, what it means uh, for both of us? So do you want to start, Anya? Yeah, sharing my story with perfectionism. Yes, you're Deep, dark
1: relationship. (laughs) It's my longest term relationship. (laughs) On-hand perfectionism. We met online. (laughs) I'm working on a breakup. It's been ongoing. (laughs) Yeah, it's so interesting because, I mean, maybe it's that I'm a Virgo. Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely some perfectionist tendencies embedded in that astrology. Mm -hmm. But... I would say, like, from a very young age, I have had this dynamic with perfectionism where, I mean, for years, as a kid, as a small kid, I felt like I couldn't make any mistakes. Mm. And it's so interesting, I don't know exactly how that came to be for me, because I had a lot of freedom to play and explore and be messy as a kid. But in school, like any context where I had to know an answer or people were looking at me, I would be just like petrified and so consumed with the possibility of saying something wrong, Mm. doing something wrong, not knowing. It was, it was debilitating for me for years. And... I think it's possible that some of it has to do with, like, um, how loving and supportive my parents were of Mm -hmm. me in the sense that they were so affirming. Everything I did was great and good in their Mm -hmm. eyes, and I think it kind of created this sense that, like, oh, I have to be great and good at everything. Oh my, so (laughs) interesting. Yeah, and so then, like, if there was something new that I might not be good at or great at, I would often not do it or be really afraid. So So it would really hold you back. It would really hold me back into adulthood, and it's something that I, you know, am attentive to every day, even now, and I'll talk more about what that looks like.
0: Yeah, so if you can't be great at something, then don't do it. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Wow. And isn't it so interesting, you know, that these tendencies that we develop are born out of, they can be born out of a deep love from your parents. You exactly. know, I I talk about this a lot in my work around beliefs and your shadow side and what you picked up from your parents as a child and that it isn't all you know negative you know they did this out of love and it can still create these these tendencies especially if you naturally you know as a Virgo I I really you know believe in astrology and I've seen impacts in my own life of understanding astrology better and definitely you know Virgos can have that perfectionist and it's it can be amazing I have a Virgo moon and so I think that Virgo serves my Gemini tendencies Mm. in a lot of ways. Um, How did perfectionism show up for you? How does it show up for you? You know, it's interesting. So when you first brought up wanting to talk about perfectionism and how it's such a big topic in the program that you run with aspiring change makers and leaders, um, I was at first I heard perfectionism and I was kind of like, how does that show up in my life? Because I don't identify with the term perfectionist Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as much. But when I started exploring this, I realized that I definitely have a perfectionist tendency, but it comes up as more like an inner critic. And the way that this sort of plays out is I easily can take bold actions. I'm really great at jumping into things, trying new things, like this podcast, right? It's like I get an idea, I get lit up, and I can jump into it you know this I don't have um editing experience with audio but I have this attitude of I can figure it out I'm tech savvy let's do this let's jump in I I have seen you do that
1: so many times over the years like in such amazing inspiring ways Yeah. yeah
0: it's like I get that hit um to start I've done it with many businesses that I've started where it's, I'm ready to go all in. I'll invest, I'll take out a loan, I'll hire, you know, support. Um, And then, then the inner critic critic comes in. So um, I'll take the leap, you know, like this podcast, I'll release it, I'll do the thing, send it out. And then it's like the vulnerability hangover, you know, Mm. but it's just this really harsh judgmental voice in my head that tells me that I could have done it better Mm. it wasn't good enough um, people are going to judge it or it's not going to be what I really wanted it to be Um, you know I get these visions in my mind and I take the leap based on this very clear vision in my mind and when it doesn't line up exactly Mm. as the vision in my mind that I'm sort of a failure That is so rooted in perfectionism. Right.
1: But it's interesting. So for you, when you're like, I have this idea, I'm going to take the leap, the voice is the inner critic voice is quiet. The perfectionist voice is like silent. Yep. It's only after. Yes. Which is so fascinating to me because it's so different from how I am with with my perfectionism, perfectionism. I will like, as you know, and as you've seen, deliberate and percolate
0: <laughs> and, and tune and polish spine.
1: and then I'm like years later or months later, weeks later ready to show this thing yeah. to the world. Yeah. But I I have to really like push myself off the precipice if I'm gonna leap. Right. the leaping is like I've read all the books, <laughs> yeah, done all the training and then I go.
0: Yeah. Which is so interesting. It's just so different. It's different. Yeah, and I would say the perfectionist comes out since I'm so visual and beauty is such a core value of mine that it mostly comes out in the aesthetics. You know, if I mm. want to create an experience um, you know, the aesthetics aren't right or it didn't turn out right or I or um, you know, I design something and it's not quite how I want it. So I would definitely say that 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 comes out loud and clear. Yeah, it's interesting. So I would not say it limits me from taking action, but it just makes the taking action process way more uncomfortable and um, just, oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be like that. You know, we don't need to be so hard on ourselves. Well, that
1: um, seems kind of... Painful. painful after you have like yes.
0: taken this big leap or put yourself
1: out there done this thing which then you could be celebrating yourself for instead you're like picking it apart right and it doesn't sound like that happens all the time but
0: yeah not all the time i would say it's quieter or louder right mm-hmm. and we can always improve that's the thing you know we're always evolving Yes. and rationally I know that you know it's like you launch the thing you start the thing and it's of course it'll evolve of course you'll figure it out of course it'll get better um, you don't need to beat yourself up and it's like the process of evolution I can often beat myself up mm-hmm. um, and I think for me as far as like the, you know, what's beneath that is just a need to control, mm-hmm. and growing up in, with young parents who were moving all of the time and uprooting, and, you know, following their creative whims, my mom was always full of ideas and different passions, and nothing was stable and thought out, and, you know, um, controlled in the way that I would like, and so it's just this... Need to control the outcome of something and, um, yeah, just, yeah, control.
1: Which is interesting, though, because you still are so good at just saying yes and leaping into the unknown. Yeah. But then the need for control comes.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's the, you know, if we want to get into astrology, it's like the two sides of my chart. Or if you don't want to think about astrology, it's like the two sides of yourself. You know, there's the like lit up and inspired and having this clear vision and that's the sort of Gemini wants to share, like I have such a deep need to share and connect that it overrides the inner critic. Um, which is like the Virgo side of myself of like, well, this is the plan and this is the steps and this is what it looks like and this is what the outcome can be and it needs to be amazing. <laughs> uh-huh, I'm familiar yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. And then that kind of takes, it's less strong though. I would say it's like sort of in the background. Yeah. So I've yeah, learning to work with that background, whether it's like the volume is up or it's just kind of a gentle hum.
1: Mm,
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: I think for me, what's underneath the perfectionism drive is really like a deep investment in the like wanting the work and the offering to be of high quality, like mm-hmm. really caring so deeply about what it is. And especially when it involves other people, like when I'm facilitating or holding space or inviting people to gather mm-hmm. I respect their time so much and I really want them to have an incredible experience I want to hold the container so well and so I think the perfectionism is, a, is around like really deep care mm. and when I can look at that and, and release some of the grip of quote unquote perfection, that's when I really feel free in there and when it serves me. Um Yeah, but I think I think that's really what it is, kind mm. of that underlying and probably, you know, like wanting to be wanting to be right, wanting to be like seen well. And yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah there's like two sides of that. I think of Similar I care so much. I mean I care too much often I'm like can't I just care a little less and it's beautiful to care that deeply about people's Experience and wanting to uplift them and honoring them and then I think the other part of that too um, That I want to speak to is like the fear of judgment mm-hmm. of disappointment of not accepting you, not, um, yeah, like, like there's, they're both, you know, two sides. Yes.
1: Yes. And we've talked a little bit before about just kind of like people pleasing. Yeah. And I think that that's also woven in there, right? Of like, yeah, it's like wanting to be liked, wanting to show up for people, wanting, Mm -hmm. wanting it to go smoothly and, what I have learned about myself as I've kind of begun to unpack my perfectionist tendencies is that having some really clear organization and preparation and that like iteration time mm-hmm. allows me and invites me then to to let go of that mm-hmm. and to not grip so tightly to
0: that. Mm-hmm. Um so mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's so many different um, aspects to perfectionism. Like, in the way that it can play out in your life. Or, you know, it's like needing it to be great, you know. Then there's, like, the inner critic, which is, like, you weren't great, mm. you know, after you did the thing. Mm. Um, or it could be, you know, before or during. Um, and then there's, like, the people-pleasing, which is, like, part of the the need to be perfect you know or Mm. um wanting to be liked wanting I think of people pleasing as um I compare myself to this like perfect person Mm. yeah you know and and what would the (laughs) person that you put on a pedestal who doesn't exist um who are we comparing it to and you can never measure up to that person because it's this ideal based on Mm.
1: yes and I think you know we see these formulas or these scripts or these ways and of course we're just seeing part of it right Right. not the whole picture but then yeah to compare ourselves to that to hold ourselves up to that it's like hard to fit in there because we don't it's not our Mm -hmm. way it's not our model
0: yeah, that really speaks to like ways that perfectionism can hold you back. And part of it, I think it is comparing to someone that we see out there with an amazing website and has a certain set of offerings and um, comparing ourselves to them and saying, well, I'm not there, right. so how can I show up? How can I show up with a website that isn't ready? Or how can I share my work? when it's not ready, you know, and it's that comparison. Oh my gosh, and I
1: see that time and time and time again with the people in the Catalyst Leadership immersion, like these folks who are emerging and evolving leaders, creating their programs, wanting to put it out into the world, and there is such stuckness and block around perfectionism and wanting it to be perfect whatever that means. And it's like mm-hmm. it won't be perfect. It's yep. there is no perfect. Yep. Um but yeah how how that really keeps people from doing their big work and even doing their small work.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I see that so much. It's mm-hmm. painful
0: because I so relate to that. Definitely. Yeah, I, I see that so much in, you know, the web design process and have for um yeah through all the clients that I've worked with In varying degrees where it's you know you're you're creating this tangible version of your work in the world of who you are and how you're showing up and at the end of that sort of web design process suddenly there's this need that it isn't right Mm -hmm. we need to change this we need to change that we need to you know such this like uncomfortable push and pull you know where you're like oh I want to share it and I'm ready no you're not ready it's not right you know look at this person or this person and um and that's happening all in their own head and that's our... happening in their head yeah and it comes and then it comes out as well you know the color isn't right or this isn't right or yeah, I'm realizing that this picture is all wrong mm-hmm. um because it's easier to fixate on those things and then I think it's you know important to notice like when that's coming up like where is this really coming from maybe the picture does need to change you know or <laughs> maybe this is all underneath that is just this um, insecurity or this judgment around yourself or that inner critic around
1: it's like, it's like a fear of being seen right yeah.
0: that, especially in that
1: web design process when they get to the end and they're ready to show themselves yeah. it's like eek it's happening yeah and here I'm gonna be vulnerable honest myself and like that opens you up for judgment mm-hmm. as well oh, so maybe definitely. it's also like judging yourself before anyone else can
0: do it mm. Ooh, yeah that's interesting <laughs> <gasps> yeah yeah because I mean, that just brings up for me, like we can be so much more harsh to ourselves than anyone else could possibly be. And you aren't know, we usually, yes. Yeah. Like the things that we say to ourselves are, um, yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, that's true in my
0: perfectionism too. that manifests
1: in that way where I'm like looking at all the different little things and no one else is going to care about this yeah.
0: or notice. Right. So can I let go of that? Yeah. Yeah. I see that in, in, yeah, myself in, all the ways that I sort of evolve I think I go through that you know perfectionist where it's like oh it isn't right it isn't right as far as writing right this comes a lot I think in creative work you know it's like creating a website creating an offer like any sort of like the creation process I think there's a part where um where you're sort of dealing with the perfectionist and um and like the right words, right? Like the right sentence, the right title, like we can fixate on the name of something. Oh yeah. And once you get something out though, it's like they're picking up on the energy. They're tuning into like their relationship with you, the, the way that you've been showing up as a whole, you know, so much of the time they're not reading every sentence and every word. You get to a sales page and you're like, you're usually reading the beginning. You're picking up on so much more um, through your intuitive senses than the actual sentence. Yes. Um, but it's so easy to fixate on those things.
1: Well, it's interesting. That's reminding me just of part of what I teach when folks are facilitating and creating their offerings is to really get clear on the why first mm-hmm. and what is your intention for that gathering for that experience and i think when you can when you have the clarity about that and you can really root into that it allows some of the other kind of like perfectionism or judgment or angsting about all those little pieces to fall away it's like what you're saying it's the energy of the page not every word it's Mm -hmm. like the core of your intention not every single little step of how you're
0: spending each minute. Right, exactly. Yeah, so that kind of brings into, um, you know, how we can shift this relationship with perfectionism. Yes. And um, and that's a really beautiful, like, a way to do it, is to come back to your why. Because it gets so much more expansive, you know? You get um, out of that, like, nitpicky, constrained, you um, you know, closed off energy to this. Like, I'm coming to this work with a bigger reason. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not about all of the per. It's not about the perfect words or this perfect sentence or the perfect image. It's like, no, I'm gonna show up to this work because the why is bigger. The passion is bigger. That fire is bigger than any. Yes, anything Love. else. You know, <laughs> you can see us. We're like <laughs> feeling <through it>. our <laughs> emotions. <laughs> um yeah that's so behind the scenes dance yeah we are yes (laughs) but in a really quiet way because this microphone picks up everything (laughs) um yeah so that's yeah that's so that's so beautiful if you can like shift your energy um how have you how do you
1: shift your perfectionism, your inner critic that yells at you after you've taken no, a leap.
0: Oh, she's so mean. Be quiet. Stop. <laughs> I really <laughs> actually do talk to her. So, um, so for me, having sayings that I say, having positive self-talk, um, you know, mindfulness practices, like noticing, mm-hmm. just bringing that awareness to, uh, okay, I'm taking the leap, I'm doing the thing. And then noticing, um, what's coming up or I host an event or I do a live workshop, whatever I'm, I'm doing, I start to notice, um, that voice coming in and I, I just cut it off. Yeah. I say, you know what? We're not going there. Mm. We're not just like, I'm ending that and I'm shifting my thoughts to Mm. something else. Yes. Or I have a little mantra that just is, you know, I'm human and I accept myself. Mm -hmm. and I'll say that and that's another way to just like stop it like I don't even let my brain go down that rabbit hole anymore it's a waste of energy and it doesn't serve me um and I think the belief in my work and sharing is is so much stronger that dedication and that fire um the reason why I took the leap Mm -hmm. you know and um And thinking you know sometimes even sharing the podcast or if I'm sharing a newsletter I think gosh it wasn't right it could have been better but then I think if it just touched one person if there's one person who got a message from this and it shifted their day or their experience then it's worth it
1: yes and that
0: is so much rooting into your why right yeah yeah that's so interesting um, and asking for that too, you know, I, I love asking for feedback or, because I think that's another way to shift out of the perfectionist and, and connect with your why is if you can see the impact of your work, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we get in creation, you're making your website, you whatever you're doing, you're creating the program and you're just in your little hole and you lose sight of your why, you lose sight of your connection to who you're talking to. Yes. So, so often. So often, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What about you?
1: It's interesting. I feel like I kind of have a similar. It's almost like dissociating a little bit, or like mm-hmm. shutting that down, because. Like when I was when I was younger, I would. This is into Anya's psyche. Um, here we <laughs> go. Are you ready? <laughs> um Like I would. I would make a mistake or something and this could be as simple as like not knowing the right answer Mm. that some that like the teacher asked and I spoke it aloud and it was wrong and it was like fine and not a big deal in the room and then I would go home and just like angst Mm. angst and like play it over and over and like really just be plagued by this and that happened often to me as a young person Mm. and so I feel like now there is a part of me that, that has just kind of like cut off oxygen to that piece of mm-hmm. me because it's not helpful to feed that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you've seen me, I have done a lot of kind of big expansion in the yeah, last year and like taken a lot of professional risks and put myself out there and I have this e-course right now where I'm doing videos every week. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) I'm doing audios, I'm writing, there are all these pieces. And I have a part of me where I'm just like, I know it's going to be imperfect. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I even actually, in the introduction to the course, as I'm sharing with everyone, says I commit to being imperfect. Mm. And I say that not with like a flippancy. I don't know if that's a word. Mm -hmm. I'm not being flippant Mm -hmm. about what I'm doing, but I'm really just allowing for it to be an imperfect thing, and for mm. me to be imperfect in it, and I, I feel like I have done that for the most part, where I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, this piece could have been better, or this photo could have been different, or this thing could have, whatever, whatever, and I'm like, that's okay, mm. that's okay, and I really genuinely feel like that's okay. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's actually good.
1: Mm. I mean, that's
0: radical for me. Oh, it's so radical. I mean, just seeing seeing how you've evolved over these years that we've known each other. What I love what you said about that is claiming your imperfection. Yeah. And there's something about beginning a process by claiming that out loud, on paper, um, that allows you to be imperfect. You know, I, I sort of love that as like a step of like starting whatever project you're starting and being like, I claim all parts of myself, the imperfect, this can be imperfect. Yeah, I like to say perfectly imperfect. Yeah.
1: Because I think it does give us permission, and I work with so many people who really crave that permission too. Yeah. I mean, I used to say that I was an aspiring imperfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> because... I do, like, it is a practice for mm-hmm. me. It is something that takes consciousness and noticing, and I'm committed to it because it allows me to then show up with my fullness, show up mm-hmm. with my humanity, and keep learning and learning in public.
0: And I want to
1: be doing all those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I so admire your embracing your imperfection in video. That's so vulnerable. And I'm, I work with that in video format a lot. And also your ability to be a facilitator because that really, you have to go into it embracing imperfection because you get a group of people together. You can't, I mean, there, anything can happen. It's you know, so you do not have control. I mean, so you do and you
1: don't. So wild to me that this is the profession that feels like the most at home Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't think that on paper because exactly what you're saying like there is so little that you can control Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there are so many different elements in the room and humans in the room and dynamics and yet I, I love it and I thrive there and it's so interesting because I can't control it I have to let go of perfection often I have to let go of Plan and agenda. Mm-hmm. And I'm like there holding whatever unfolds and transpires
0: in the space. And yeah, it's just, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. I almost see like your greatest challenge is your life's, your greatest gift in your life's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've really shifted the, um, you've shifted the whole the whole thing. I'm losing my words here, but um yeah, it's really beautiful. You've Thanks. taken this challenge and really created something so incredible out of it. Thank you. And that we really can take these like deep, dark sides of ourselves, you know, the shadow sides and and flip that and turn that into something that we understand so deeply that we actually have such a gift and that it's our lesson, and our learning, and our evolution, and
1: I mean, I will say that the desire for some of the elements of perfection still show up all the time, and are part of my process, and part of my work, like, in order to be able to hold whatever happens in the space, in a gathering, and to feel, like, resourced, and present, I have all kinds of Preparation that I do to get there and yeah. like all kinds of tools that I use that I've honed that help me feel able to Really be open to the imperfection of it. So yeah. it's you know, it's, it's all and That's why you're so
0: good at being a facilitator um, Who trains other facilitators Like you had to learn so many tools yes. in so many ways so that you could show up in a space and create something incredible Anyway, I'm just, I'm like connecting all these things <laughs> about bad. how, you know, that's the perspective shift. Yeah. You know, how can we, how can we shift the perfectionist inside to, um, to create something really
1: so positive. in the e-course, I'll just share really quickly, but in the e-course this week, actually, we're creating these odes to imperfection. Mm, I love it. <laughs> it's one of the writing practices that we're doing. And it's really, it's about really embracing imperfection. How is imperfection a teacher? How what is imperfection offering? And not just being resigned to it like, mm. oh shit, this isn't gonna be perfect. Mm. But really uplifting imperfection. Mm. So I'll be curious to see what people are writing and creating oh I love that idea (laughs) yeah
0: I well and again that's like the claiming the imperfect yeah exactly you know it's like how yeah how can we lift that up how can we look at it as um, as a positive like it allows us to prepare for an experience it allows us to create all of this this planning and work and it's a driver the drive Mm. for perfection is a driver and it can really propel us forward. Mm. And. Um, well, can we talk about some
1: of these kind of like positive aspects of yeah. perfection?
0: Yeah, because I think there are. I really, I think, um, I thank my perfectionist inside for pushing me to evolve, pushing mm. me to create incredible experiences and make it better and better and and also knowing that I can be better so there's the idea of like comparing yourself to someone else and saying you're not good enough or saying I can do that mm. I can be at that level yes, and that I'm, I'm going to get there
1: yes yeah that it's like an impetus for growth yes in a really generative way mm-hmm. yeah I love that I think for me too it has like prompted learning, and expansion, and showing up, and, like, being able to do the things that I really want to do that are important to me. It's, like, growing into that. Yeah. And preparing, and being organized, and being thoughtful. Like, I appreciate those pieces
0: Mm -hmm. as they show up for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I love that I get these crystal clear visions and that I want to create that experience. Like, yes, sometimes it is not that, and that's okay, but I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> I just need the inner voice to them be a little
0: nicer yeah, after that, that happens. Yeah, just be a little kinder. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, we are we are shifting as a collective Around embracing our imperfect selves too and sort of shifting that whole framing of it you know, just even seeing on social media um, and Sort of the leaders that we're seeing are being more human and Mm -hmm. they're sharing their vulnerabilities And they're being more open and honest about the process and about you know failing and um, Yesterday my mentor just talked about um you know her ex-boyfriend and how he put in 76 book proposals you know to get to the 77th which then was published Mm -hmm. right and we hear these stories but if he let that inner critic take over or if he told himself no i'm not good enough um and for him to share his story of that i think that's a big part of it is like we all need to share yes the um the process, the imperfect, you know, version of ourselves so that we can all empower each other to keep going, keep evolving, keep pushing.
1: Yeah, I think it's so critical to see these models of humanity and vulnerability and and that learning in public kind of yeah. sense. And I feel like there's definitely this cultural craving for that now. Mm-hmm. And I also see kind of a, a flip to that, where I think that vulnerability and imperfection kind of get curated also, mm-hmm. you know, especially on Instagram or social media, where people are like, look, I'm human, hashtag mm-hmm. messy, or, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, which I I want even more spaces and venues where we're like, no, I'm fucking messy, right, mm-hmm. like, I'm broken. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, or like breaking open. I'm having these emotions. I'm whatever it might be, but like really that that realness, that mm-hmm. rawness, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I'm so committed to gathering people together in person and really creating spaces where that's invited and welcomed and held. Mm-hmm. I want that. I need I that do too.
0: And I think mm-hmm. that's been another practice for me that I've learned how to connect with this sort of open and vulnerable and messy part of myself is getting in groups where i feel really safe with women and um allowing myself to be vulnerable allowing myself to display all emotions or cry whatever needs to happen in that you know circle of sisterhood and and also seeing other women be so open and and that's okay mm. and I've been exploring that you know um, to be able to work with that that I don't need to because that can happen even in person in groups where I'm showing up and it's like I want to say the right thing I want to you know interact in the right way and mm. all of this just to be like I'm in it and I'm here and mm. um, and finding spaces whether it's with a friend whether it's with a therapist whether it's with A group where you can be really safe and open and honest and and imperfect
1: yes yes to all of that yeah I love that yeah not having to know just getting to be
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah so we are going to be diving into um, a couple other blocks in the following podcasts that can come up in our business and we're excited to keep sharing these, um, yeah, these, these fears and insecurities and beliefs and talk about what's holding us back. You know, I think about the energy of this new year and showing up and sharing our work in the world. And so we're excited to dive into things that can be shifted and moved and worked with so that we can really step out. Woo! so we'll end this with a closing question and that is how do you notice perfectionism showing up in your work and how might you shift it release it reframe it all right Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited to hear that this podcast is resonating. Yay! We've been getting emails and messages both, um, you know, on Instagram and social media, and it's feeling so great. We create this for you, and we really want it to feel like a conversation. So keep sending your thoughts and feedback and topic ideas. We welcome all of it. Yes, we want to hear from you. Alright, Phoenix here. If you want to find more about my work, you can visit my website, phoenixrosedesigns.com or find me on Instagram, phoenixrose.designs. I have a few spots remaining in 2019 for business strategy clients. So let's connect my phone to see if it's an aligned fit. Together we'll clarify the steps towards your version of and will create a sustainable system that's truly unique to you. People, she's amazing. <laughs> Reach out to her.
1: <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> this is Anya. Um, I would love to connect with you at AnyaHankin.com or on Instagram where I hang out probably too often, at Anya Hankin. I am really excited to spend 2020 with a cohort of leaders and changemakers who will be creating their signature offerings, honing their facilitation skills, and rising into their gifts. Want to join us? All the details about the Catalyst Leadership Immersion are on my website. Thank you!
0: Thank you! Bye! Bye!